Patrick, you know the Pope listens. Dynasty, our religion, for the blokes missing. On all of these trades, on all of these plays, on all of these grades. By the end of the day, y'all getting played. So, what you gonna do next? Try to fill up that flex? Send the homie a text? That trash off is the best? You try to make it complex? Then they text you back, now all of a sudden they don't make any sense? <laughs> Broaden your horizons, boy. Dynasty's not for the Simons, boy. These trades not for consignment, boy. Respect your opponent, y'all some piranhas, boy. This my advice from me to you. Open up your cute little podcast queue. Search up GOAT District, my dude. Pop it in your ear, man. Y'all know what to do. It's the. And I always be trading. Trading. And I always be trading. Trading. And I always be trading. Y'all try to betray them, but first you gotta bait them. Fish. What's going on? This is Theo Greminger back in the GOAT district for an OG live wire. Anybody who watched us last year, I dropped these every single week. I've uh, been a little slow out the gate, but I'm back now trying to get you ready for week four. Uh, this is a big one. Uh, quick shout out to Dan Williamson, Andrew Schellenberg, uh, and JD. We've had some uh, mixed starts in a couple of our leagues, but in the FFPC $3,000 varsity league, we're off to a very, very quick start. We're in first place. Uh, we have a couple other teams that are doing very, very well. Both the Super Bracket teams that I'm doing with Dan are doing very well. We're definitely going to keep you updated on how some of our big high-stakes teams are doing throughout the year here in the GOAT district. But this is all about the waiver wire. Uh, this is the first thing that we really want to do this time of year when we're on the waiver wire is we want to look at the bye weeks. Yep, the bye weeks are on the way. Uh, there's no way to avoid them. We have to start getting prepared with our rosters to absorb missing guys over the next few weeks. And the next three weeks are kind of tough. Week five, Cleveland, the LA Chargers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Seattle Seahawks all are on their bye weeks. Week six, Green Bay and Pittsburgh. Then week seven is a big one. Carolina, Cincinnati, Dallas, Houston, the New York Jets, and the Tennessee Titans. I'm going to include in my weekly article on Player Profiler that drops every single Tuesday a list of which teams are on the bye week included in my waiver wire article. But you should be tracking this stuff yourself, uh, especially in some of these leagues where you have a single player at the one-off positions. Uh, you want to make sure that you have coverage so you don't have to use too much fab during the bye week to cover it up. A lot of times if I can make my bye week changes a week ahead, I'm able to save myself significant fab. And definitely check out, if you enjoy this podcast, check out my article over at Player Profiler. It drops every single Tuesday. It's probably the deepest waiver wire article out there. I have something for everybody. If you're an FFPC or NFFC player, like a lot of the listeners to the GOAT district, you're definitely going to find some guys uh, that are available to you. Uh, and if you play in like a 15-man uh, roster home league, there's going to be plenty of players uh, available to you as well. I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about players that are not going to be available in your leagues. Listeners to the GOAT District, most of you don't have the opportunity to add Devon A-Chain this week. You already had him on your roster, or you're feeling bad that you didn't add him. Uh, he's a guy that we talked about all offseason in the GOAT District. I have a ton of them. I know Dan and JD do as well, and Andrew Schellenberg does as well. He's a guy we really believed in his profile, and 
we certainly didn't think he was going to be dropping 50 burgers, but it was great to see uh, on Sunday. If he's available in your league, this is the time to make it rain. Uh, you might not have another opportunity like this all season long. Be very, very aggressive. If my league allows $1 or $0 bids, I'm going to go nuts, and I'm going to I'm going to unload what I have left to try to get Devon A. Chain. I think he's a weekly RB2 moving forward with the ability to have weak-winning uh, weak spike-type performances like we saw. If my league does not allow $0 bids, leave a little bit of gas left in the tank so you can cover up for some of these bye weeks, potential injuries. You don't want to run out of fab in week four. It's a better lifestyle hack. You won't have to spend every week grinding waivers, but in terms of your ROI at the end of the season, it doesn't work out too well to have no fab money left. But Devon A. Chain is absolutely the real deal. The players that I talk about on this podcast and also in my article are mostly available in 75% or more of Yahoo leagues. That's the threshold that I like to use. If a player is available in less, then I refer to them as a shallow league ad. Now, shallow league ad still might be available in 70% of Yahoo leagues, but the shallow league ads are rarely available to me in FFPC and NFFC leagues. That's why I refer to them as such. I want to start at the quarterback position, CJ Stroud, my number one quarterback ad this week. He's actually available to me in a few leagues. Uh, and I'm going to be very aggressive this week trying to get C.J. Stroud. If you want to get C.J. Stroud and you're in league with me, be prepared to spend some money because I'm going for it. C.J. Stroud is available in 80% of Yahoo leagues. He is playing unbelievable football right now. This past week, Houston beats Jacksonville 37-17. C.J. Stroud had another great passing performance. Over the last two weeks, he's passed for 664 yards and four touchdowns. To go with zero interceptions. When the summer was rolling along, I kind of compared him to Kirk Cousins. I think he's maybe more like a Joe Burrow level. I think CJ Stroud has like top eight dynasty QB written all over him. I think he can be a quarterback one this year to go along with Anthony Richardson. I think we're looking at two rookie quarterbacks potentially in the top 12 rankings every single week. If you need a quarterback bailout, like you have Joe Burrow and you're worried about the injury, or you have Daniel Jones, or maybe you missed on some quarterback you're just not happy about his production, add C.J. Stroud. Let's see where this thing goes. They're in 11 personnel a lot. Baker Mayfield, available in a ton of leagues. If you need quarterback depth, I think he's a little bit better than what we saw last night. I like the way that the offense is has schemed him. He's getting a lot of manufactured runs, and Mike Evans is playing outstanding. Again, this is more of a very deep league type recommendation. Sam Howell was terrible last week. He's out there in a number of leagues. Uh, if you need a QB2 or a potential streamer, neither one of those guys feel very good to use, but they are locked in starters and they're coming off of terrible weeks. They might get dropped. A couple of streamers if you're in a super flex league. Andy Dalton, great matchup this week. He had 361 passing yards against Seattle, clicking with Adam Thielen, clicking with DJ Shark, it was a very, very impressive performance by Dalton. He has two fantasy-friendly matchups coming up in Minnesota and Detroit, and then followed up by a garbage-time special against the Miami Dolphins. Andy Dalton, if I'm in a pinch this week, I like him as the preferred one-week streaming option over the next two guys I'm going to talk about. We'll get right back to this high-win-rate fantasy football content 
right after this word from our sponsors. And we're back. Gardner Minshew, Minshew Magic, has now won two games in a row with Indianapolis. Uh, Anthony Richardson could be back this week, and if he is back, completely ignore Minshew. But Minshew had some solid plays the last two weeks. They won in Baltimore. That's a difficult thing to do. They were a significant underdog, and Minshew Magic has now won two games in a row. Uh, fully expect Anthony Richardson to take over this this week. But you always have to be on the on the kind of the safe side with these head injuries, uh, and I think that they're going to be cautious with him. So if it's another week of Gardner Minshew, he's okay to use in a streaming matchup against the Rams this week. Rams are on a short week coming off that loss last night to Cincinnati. Jameis Winston revenge game. Jameis Winston's going to fill in for the injured Derek Carr. The Saints are loaded at wide receiver. They have Chris Olave, Rashid Shahid, Michael Thomas, and they get back Alvin Kamara this week. Jameis Winston against Tampa Bay is on a short week for Tampa is a fun streaming option based on the quality of the weapons and based on the fact that we've seen it before from Jameis Winston. Consistency has not been the thing for him, but he has the ability to put up a big fantasy number. If you're in a super flex league and you're in a pinch, uh, he's definitely a viable guy this week. Running back wise, shallow league ad, Kendra Miller is available in 66% of Yahoo leagues. Had a pretty quiet but promising first game. Nine carries, 34 yards, added a reception. It's more of a long-term play for me with Kendra Miller. Kendra Miller is the direct backup to Alvin Kamara. He has receiving ability. Jamal Williams is on the injured reserve. I think Kendra Miller has a chance to pass Jamal Williams uh, over the next few weeks. And when Jamal comes back, Kendra could be playing ahead of him. Uh, And if Alvin Kamara goes down over the next few weeks, you've got a high-end handcuff situation. Roster Kendra Miller where you can. Another shallow league ad. This player is available in 64% of Yahoo leagues, and that's Justice Hill. Justice Hill missed week three with a foot injury. There was a lot of pretty big waiver wire bids for Justice Hill in week two, and I feel like could pay off this week. Gus Edwards suffered a concussion, will likely miss this week. If Justice Hill is healthy, I think Justice Hill is going to get the most touches in the Baltimore backfield. Big, huge divisional game against Cleveland. And I think Harbaugh trusts Justice Hill more than some of the other running back options for Baltimore that we'll discuss in a minute. Uh, A guy that's available in 76% of Yahoo leagues, very high up in my waiver wire rankings is Ty J Spears. Uh, Ty J Spears available in 76% of Yahoo leagues. He's outstamped Derrick Henry twice this season in in three games, which is kind of nuts. Derrick Henry is struggling. Henry is averaging 3.2 yards per carry. Tennessee just got smoked by Cleveland, 27-3. to Tyje Spears had four catches. His trajectory is, is uh, pointing up, and Tyje Spears is an explosive young player. I think Tennessee's got to do a little self-scouting, and they've got to get more touches for Tyje. Derrick Henry can always burn you when you start to fade him, but father time is undefeated, and this sort of a start cannot be ignored. Tennessee needs a change and Tyje Spears getting more touches is something I would do if I was the coaching staff. Uh, so a little self-scouting could go a long way. Add Tyje Spears where you ha- where you have a chance to get him. He's a top five waiver wire ad for me this week in my waiver wire rankings. Find those over at Player Profiler. Jeff Wilson, he's available in 75% of Yahoo leagues. He's been cut a lot of places because he's on the injured reserve. 
uh, obviously Devon A-Chain and Raheem Mostert are in a fantastic spot right now. Raheem Mostert and A-Chain are both top six running back scorers right now. Uh, it's wild how great they look this past week, but we want to have high-end outcomes on our benches. And if Jeff Wilson's available, I'm looking to stash him. If Devon A-Chain or Raheem Mostert go down, then Jeff Wilson would get weekly touches in one of the league's best offenses. This is a guy that we saw have fantasy success, not only in Miami last season, but also in San Francisco. Jeff Wilson can play. Uh, the overhyped sleeper, Dan Williamson, has always been a Jeff Wilson fan. Goat District fans, if you know, you know. Shallow league ad, Matt Breida, Giants. Listen, if you need a one-week start, Matt Breida can get you 10 points. Last week, he was fortunate to find the end zone. Uh, he caught three passes as well against San Francisco for like a yard. I mean, it's a it's tough, but it, you know your team better than we do. He's available in 70% of Yahoo leagues. I think he'll get another start. Again, don't go wasting your fab. If he's sitting there and you've got to spend anything significant on him, don't do it. But while Saquon's gone, Brita is at least probably the next man in this week. They have a much easier matchup against Seattle than they did against San Francisco. It's a tilting game for the New York Giants. They kind of have to win this one against Seattle. Uh, another back who I would really like you to add is Rico Dowdle, available in 97% of Yahoo leagues. This is a locked-in handcuff running back to one of the league's best in Tony Pollard. Dowdle had his best game as a pro this past week. He had three catches, scored a touchdown on one of them. He had 46 combined yards. This is a lottery ticket player. This is a guy who, if Pollard were to miss time, I think Dowdle's a locked-in RB2. You know your, your bench, but if you can fit Rico Dowdle in, roster him. Sean Tucker, less exciting than Dowdle, but he's a locked-in handcuff running back to Rashad White. Sean Tucker we liked in the GOAT district. Um, I have a lot of Sean Tucker. I don't expect him to do anything unless Rashad White goes down, but we don't know how much volume Rashad White can handle over a course of a year. We have not seen that from him, and Tampa Bay is running the ball a lot and using Rashad White a lot. Uh, Jaleel McLaughlin, another deep league guy. He outcarried Samaje Piran 5-3 last week. Uh, I think Denver needs some answers. Um, we're going to talk about another receiver for them, but getting Jaleel McLaughlin a few more touches just to see if he can provide them a spark. You might see that this week in a very winnable matchup against Chicago. Denver lost 70-20, to and they're favored on the road in Chicago. Wild times. Melvin Gordon. If you liked starting Matt Breida last week, maybe you're going to love starting Melvin Gordon this week. If Justice Hill misses... I think Melvin Gordon is the back in Baltimore this week. He had 55 combined yards. He caught two passes. This is kind of about what you can expect. I think if he sees a bigger workload with no Edwards, I think legitimately he can give you like a 10-pointer. Uh, he might fall in the end zone. This is not exciting. Don't go spending your fab too much. But if you are in dire straits and you need a spot start, Melgo might be the guy. But monitor Justice Hill's availability. The guy I really want to stash in that Baltimore backfield is Keaton Mitchell. Keaton Mitchell's five foot eight, less than 190 pounds, but he can absolutely fly. This is a 43740 guy. And Mitchell is currently on the injured reserve for Baltimore, but he's due to come off shortly. He's a guy that I'm trying to stash in a lot of leagues because I think Baltimore could use a spark out of the backfield. And I'm betting on them trying to find a couple of touches here and there for Mitchell. Great thing about Keaton Mitchell, he won't cost you anything. He's going to cost you a 1% bid will get you Keaton Mitchell in most leagues. He's going to slide through in a lot of leagues. Another back that I think is a guy that I want to roster 
and it's kind of funny because he's been a punchline type player, is Trey Sermon. I tweeted this out yesterday. A couple people tweeted back and said how terrible he is. Yes, he's been terrible in his NFL career, but Trey Sermon showed up to San Francisco, huge flop, goes to Philly, incredibly crowded situation, never caught on there. Now he gets signed by Indianapolis, and in his first game there, he plays 18 snaps, he ends up with five rushing attempts, and he had two targets. Zach Moss is a locked-in top 15 running back right now, but if Zach Moss were to go down, I think Trey Sermon is the next man in. Indianapolis is capable of running the football right now. Trey Sermon is a super, super, super cheap handcuff, and it's been such a goofy year that Trey Sermon getting a couple of starts could just add to it. So I'm looking to to roster Trey Sermon for very, very cheap. Again, this is a $0 bid in a lot of leagues that allow it and a $1 bid in leagues that don't. If I have the space, I'm adding Trey Sermon, and if I have Zach Moss, I'm going to look to add Trey Sermon to cuff him. Zach Moss, again, playing great. He's never had more than 125 touches at any point in his career. Shallow league ad wide receiver, Tank Dell. This was my number one wide receiver ad last week, and he blew up. 145 yards receiving on five catches, had a touchdown. Uh, He's still available in 68% of Yahoo leagues. I would make a very high bid on Tank Dell. I'd go north of 40%. In a lot of these leagues, if he's available in your league, I would prioritize him. I think he is a locked-in wide receiver three moving forward. Uh, right now, he's inside of uh, like the top tw- top 24 for sure, and I think he could settle in there. But I think wide receiver three is a more realistic uh, number for him to hit. Nico Collins is absolutely going to have some big weeks too, but Tank Dell is definitely pointing up. This is the best third-round pick at the wide receiver position since Deontay Johnson and Terry McLaurin in 2019. I truly believe that on Tank Dell. I think he's here to stay. Another rookie wide receiver that's available in a lot of Yahoo leagues. He's just past my threshold. Marvin Mims is available in 73% of Yahoo leagues. The Broncos got smoked 70-20 to 20 to Miami, but Marvin Mims was electric. For two straight weeks, Marvin Mims has just been balling. Last week, he went over 100 yards receiving. He only had two catches. This past week, he had 73 yards receiving on three catches on five targets. And he also adds 121 yards on kick returns and finds the end zone on one of them. Marvin Mims is electric. The Broncos have got to do a better job of getting the ball in his hands and scheming for him. He is a dynamic playmaker. His trajectory is pointing up and the Denver Broncos need to answer a lot of questions. It's a big opportunity for him this week against Chicago. I think Mims could have a very big game, and we're going to see if that usage starts to pick up. Another shallow league ad, Quentin Johnston. He's actually only available in 68% of Yahoo leagues, despite his very slow start. I'm going to talk about Josh Palmer in a minute, but this is kind of a perfect storm situation for Quentin Johnston. At the very least, Quentin Johnston steps into the Josh Palmer role that we've seen for the last few weeks. And he is a potential big play wide receiver three. There's also a chance that he overtakes uh, Palmer in terms of end zone targets, in terms of down the field targets. Quentin Johnson excelled on Yak at TCU. So I don't think the narrative has been completely written on Quentin Johnson. It's a very slow first three weeks. A lot of people kind of left him for dead. But a lot of times with these first round wide receivers, they don't do what Jordan Addison and 
uh, Zay Flowers have done. They don't break out early. They end up breaking out in the second half of the season. And this could be a Quentin Johnson situation where he starts playing well with the additional opportunity from the loss of Mike Williams. Obviously, let's talk about Josh Palmer. Josh Palmer is going to cost a ton this week. He's available in 96% of Yahoo leagues. Everyone knows he's the next man in. When the Chargers were in two wide receiver sets this past week, Josh Palmer was on the field with Keenan Allen. When it was three wide receiver sets, Quentin Johnston came in. This is when Mike Williams went down. Last year, Josh Palmer had 70 receptions, caught 72 passes, and he had 760 receive, 69 receiving yards. I think those are the kind of numbers you're looking for if you go add Josh Palmer. I think you're looking at a guy who could be a wide receiver three. I would not add him over a Tank Dell. I would not add him over a Marvin Mims. But Josh Palmer is actually going to be available in a lot of leagues. If you're an FFPC or NFFC listener, he's going to be available to you in a number of these leagues. Uh, I think Palmer might go for a little more fab than I'd be willing to bid on him, but I get it. If I need an immediate starter, I really want to get Palmer long-term throughout the season. Again, I'd much rather have Marvin Mims. I just believe in the talent profile, but Palmer's going to be very fun the next two weeks. This offense is more aggressive than last year when he put up those, those numbers, but Keenan Allen is also healthy and a target vacuum. I expect Keenan Allen to get over a 30% target share. If you're in leagues with trades, try to go get some Keenan Allen. Josh Downs, available in a lot of NFFC and FFPC leagues, available in 98% of Yahoo leagues. This is a great consolation prize, or if you don't love some of the names I mentioned and you want to save a lot of fab, go out and prioritize Josh Downs. Josh Downs, another third-round pick like Tank Dell. Really good season for third-round NFL wide receivers. It's been a really a down a down a uh, few years for them, but Josh Downs is flashing. Um, Downs was a mega producer at UNC. I think he's got a dependable weekly floor. I consider him the number two target to Michael Pittman in the Indianapolis offense. This past week, he had seven catches, 12 targets, 57 yards. Excuse me. He had eight, eight catches for 57 yards. Um, and Downs is like a, it's like a target magnet in the preseason. Anthony Richardson and him seem to have a chemistry. It's continued with Minshew. I think it's just a Josh Downs thing. He's a target magnet. He's a guy who can win in the slot, and he's got an ascending role in this offense. I like Josh Downs. If you need immediate contribution, DJ Shark. Shark had four catches for 86 yards and a touchdown, uh, and that came on a 47-yard reception uh, this past week as Carolina hung with Seattle. Uh, now Jonathan Mingo goes down with a concussion, which is going to make it a very consolidated target tree in Carolina. Adam Thielen and DJ Shark, these two guys, this is your target tree right now uh, in Carolina. Those two guys are both going to be used a lot, and I'm into Shark. This is a guy I liked in the preseason. This is a guy that, again, is keeps signing these kind of one-year bet-on-himself contracts. He's in Carolina this year, and he sure looked good his first game, and we'll see where this goes, but... I think DJ Shark is kind of a thing uh, for, especially with Mingo out of there, based on the chance that I think he could get eight plus targets again this week. But a guy that I really love as a long term ad is Rushy Rice. Rice had a season high seven targets, five catches, and 59 receiving yards. We saw him score in the opener against the Detroit Lions. Uh, the rookie wide receiver, Rice, he nearly had his second touchdown catch of the year, but it was overturned. His trajectory is definitely pointing up. 
I think that he could be a guy that we're starting in our lineups for the entire second half of the fantasy season. We're going to see where this goes, but Rashi Rice is a guy you definitely want to add. Jaden Reed is available in 84% of Yahoo leagues. I talk about Jaden Reed in every single article I write at Player Profiler. I'm also writing a sleepers article that should drop on Thursday or Friday, and I drop a two-minute drill, which is kind of the takeaways from the week. That drops on Mondays, kind of the most important takeaways that I see fantasy-wise for all of the games that are not besides the Monday Night Football. I also drop videos on these. Um, You can find those on Player Profiler's YouTube page, as well as Goat District content that's dropping every single uh, Tuesday night now. Uh, Jaden Reed had a season-high 63 receiving yards. Two weeks ago, he had two touchdowns. I mean, Jaden Reed does something every single week. So I am I am definitely into Jaden Reed. I'm interested to see what happens with the targets with Jaden Reed and Romeo Dubs when Christian Watson comes back. But I think there's also an argument that Jordan Love becomes more confident in his abilities and they the Green Bay Packers become more confident in using Jordan Love and opening things up a little bit more when Christian Watson comes back. So it could be kind of like a pie grows larger type scenario where all of the Green Bay wide receivers all can put up decent numbers. But Jaden Reed is too talented a player to leave on most waiver wires. I want him on my bench. If anything happens to Romeo Dubs, I think that his trajectory would be pointed up. And Dubs has already struggled with a couple of knocks uh, here and there. So Romeo Dubs nearly missed the opening game with an injury. Uh, Reed is definitely a guy that I think is going to be a long-term productive player for the Packers. And I think we're going to see some big games uh, throughout this season as well. Jamison Williams, we're getting closer and closer to his return from suspension in week seven. Jamison Williams is available right now in 71% of Yahoo leagues. A lot of FFPC, NFFC managers listening into this, he's already rostered. But in a lot of other leagues, he's going to be available to you. We've seen the success that Josh Reynolds has had. I think Jamison Williams is a better player than Reynolds. If he is in a similar role, I think he could have some nice weeks uh, coming up. Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup had his best game of the year. If you're in a very deep league, I'm looking to add Gallup, where a couple of the guys I listed are not going to be available to you. Gallup's going to be on a lot of waiver wires. He had six catches for 92 yards, and his yardage total was the highest that he had since 2021. He has some momentum heading into a tricky matchup against New England. The next player I want to talk about is Calvin Austin. Again, deep leaguers. Take a look at Calvin Austin. He had he tied his season high with six targets. He caught two of them, but one of them went for a 72-yard touchdown grab. Calvin Austin is a burner. He can really fly. And I think that Pittsburgh, coming off of a win, might be doing a little self-scouting and look to get Calvin Austin a little bit more involved with Deontay Johnson missing. Again, Calvin Austin uh, looked very explosive on the touchdown. He seems like the kind of guy that Pittsburgh might be looking to get a few more touches here and there. He's definitely a speculative ad for me that won't cost you hardly anything. If Speaking of won't cost you hardly anything, Darius Slayton, this is like my dart throw game. Seattle, we talked about DJ Shark and Adam, C- Adam Thielen, how well they did against them. We also saw Tutu Atwell have his breakout game against Seattle. And Puka Nakua absolutely had his breakout game against Seattle. Josh Reynolds found the end zone two times against Seattle. Seattle's been very generous to these opposing wide receivers. This could be a Darius Slayton week. Slayton has had five targets or more 
well, he's had five or six targets in every single game of the season. Uh, again, this is throwing darts, but you, I don't know your situation. You might have been using Mike Williams. Some of the guys I might have been talking about might not be available on the waiver wire. Darius Slayton's available pretty much anywhere. If I'm throwing darts and looking for a touchdown this week, it's Darius Slayton against Seattle. It's a tilting game for the New York Giants. Luke Musgrave. Luke Musgrave, I've been begging people to add. FFPC watchers right now are like, Luke Musgrave was drafted in the 12th round. What are you talking about, Theo? But Luke Musgrave is actually available in, get this, 82% of Yahoo leagues. It's wild. Uh, Musgrave is a second-round draft pick, elite athlete. He had the most air yards among any tight end in football in week one. And this past week, he had a season high in targets with eight, led the Packers, led all wide receivers and tight ends in targets with eight, and he led the Packers in catches with six. His day could have been even bigger because Jordan Love missed him down the seam. This has been kind of like a consistent theme where they're taking shots on Luke Musgrave. They've missed him a few times. All it takes is one big game where he catches a deep ball, takes it into the end zone, and Musgrave ends up with a 20-point game, and you're going to end up having to pay a ton of fab. So if he's available in your league now, prioritize him. Even if I feel good about my tight end situation, I'm still looking to add Luke Musgrave. He's the kind of guy that I think's role will be growing uh, throughout the second half of the season. Long-term, I think he's a stud. Dynasty managers, go get some Luke Musgrave as well. A few other tight ends are going to be available. Kate Otten. Kate Otten doesn't leave the field for Tampa Bay. Uh, he's on the field like 97% of the time. Obviously a quiet game for the entire Bucks offense last night, but in week two, Otten had six catches. Uh, I wanted to keep an eye on the Washington tight end duo of Logan Thomas and Cole Turner. Both of these guys have had some decent success. Week one, Logan Thomas was solid. Week two, he was on his way to another game before exiting with a concussion after he scored a touchdown. And then this past game, Cole Turner had seven targets. He led Washington in targets. He caught four for 35 yards. Both players should be kind of on our tight end watch list. And if you're an FFPC manager and you have an extra spot, grab a Logan Thomas or a Cole Turner and see what happens with their usage. Maybe you get to mid-year and one of them has a stranglehold on the job. Uh, but there's been kind of enough volume there that we want to keep an eye on those tight ends. Donald Parham. The last thing you want to do with your fab money is pay for last week's touchdowns. But Donald Parham did find the end zone twice. And the, the, the takeaway for me is Donald Parham was nearly even with Gerald Everett on snaps. Gerald Everett outsnapped Parham 38 to 34. And obviously Gerald Everett had more targets and ran more routes. But if Donald Parham can kind of start cutting into that, he could become a red zone weapon for the Chargers. With Mike Williams down, another big body kind of stepping up and being a red zone threat for Justin Herbert. Parham's been the kind of guy that like, has had fantasy managers intrigued for a couple years. He's six foot eight, was a former XFL guy. It's a great story. But if your league mates are going to completely ignore him from this past week, and I can slide in with a zero uh, percent bid or maybe a one percent bid if I'm in, in tough, tough, uh, tough tight end shape, I want to see where it goes with Donald Parham. And a super deep play, tight end premium drafters only. This is like an FFPC an FFPC dynasty type recommendation, but Julian Hill, who is a undrafted free agent from Campbell led Miami's tight ends 
with 57 snaps compared to only 21 for Durham Smythe. Smythe had led Miami in touchdown snaps by a considerable margin in weeks one and two. I had him in my waiver wire uh, column for a couple of weeks, but he never really did anything. It seems like Miami has a changing of the guard at the tight end spot. Again, Hill outsnaps him 57 to 21 and routes wise outran him 21 to seven on the route side. So this is a guy that we want to monitor. Do we really know a whole lot about Julian Hill? No, maybe the deepest Debbie type players do. But again, this Miami Dolphins offense is incredible. It's a sensational offense. It could be the top offense in all of football. They have a huge game against Buffalo this week, but I want to grab Julian Hill, especially on some dynasty rosters and just throw him in there for like a dollar bid uh, and see what happens here. Um, interesting times with the tight end position in Miami. It's crazy. Mike McDaniel is maybe the greatest offensive mind we have. Gets pretty much nothing out of the tight end position. Mike Jacecki last year starts Durham Smythe this year. Now he's got Julian Hill in. Who knows what's going on? But anyway, you cut it. If the guy's on the field every single play for this offense, I don't mind keeping him on my bench. My overall top 10 from this list of players, Tank Dell, Marvin Mims, Tajay Spears, CJ Stroud, Josh Palmer, DJ Shark, Luke Musgrave, Rashi Rice, Jaden Reed, and Jamison Williams. Again, Tank Dell's my number one ad, Marvin Mims number two, Tajay Spears number three, CJ Stroud number four, Josh Palmer number five, DJ Shark number six, Luke Musgrave number seven, Rashi Rice number eight, Jaden Reed number nine, Jamison Williams number 10. Stick with the Ghost District all year. We've completely got you covered. Tune in Tuesday evenings on Player Profiler YouTube at 9 p.m. Goat District's going to be dropping some great shows there every single week. This week's guest is Scott Pianowski of Yahoo. Then stick with this YouTube channel, the Goat District YouTube channel. Uh, JD and Dan are dropping the Owner's Lounge, which is providing fantastic Dynasty content. I'm going to be dropping a couple of these waiver OG live wire waiver wire show podcast as well stick with us all year we're going to do well in our leagues you can do well in yours District, you know the Pope listens. Dynasty, our religion, for the blokes missing on all of these trades, on all of these plays, on all of these grades. By the end of the day, y'all getting played. So, what you gonna do next? Try to fill up that flex. Send the homie a text. That trash offers the best. You try to make it complex. Then they text you back. Now, all of a sudden, they don't make any sense. <laughs> Broaden your horizons, boy. Dynasty's not for the Simons, boy. These trades not for consignment, boy. Respect your opponent, y'all some piranhas, boy. This my advice from me to you. Open up your cute little podcast queue. Search up G-O-A-T District, my dude. Pop it in your ear, man. Y'all know what to do. It's the... And I always be traded. Traded. And I always be traded. Traded. And I always be traded. Y'all try to betray them, but first you gotta bait them. Fish.